But anyway, so we're here to have it. Who's like whose channel is this even going? This is obviously, well, it's yours because that was your idea. Okay, take take over, man. Okay, well, <laughs> you guys know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no end in sight. <laughs> You think you're listening to Schmoptopia, but you're not. This is still D Glass, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I'm here with Card Dreamer. And we have yet another awesome discussion lined up for you guys to listen to. And it's kind of one that like I'll just quickly say, like it's it's something that like I don't really connect with i i see a lot of this happening and we'll get to what it is soon enough but like it's not something i really embrace um and so like i i just have different thoughts maybe than others do or a a different approach but anyway we're going to be talking about like the whole um like and in some ways this may even kind of like resemble the discussion we had like ages ago about like so many games so little time like that whole idea but anyway, we're going to be talking about um, just playing, like discerning, playing what you genuinely are most excited for, as opposed to falling prey to um, just like what everyone else is playing, just because that's what they're playing, and how you can just burn yourself out or just have other negative um, consequences from that sort of thing. Or at least we're going to look at like some of those things or maybe some of the positive things or whatever there could be that gets thrown into the mix. What happened was I was streaming tonight and then Card Dreamer showed up and then we got chatting and we were like, yeah, you know what? Let's just scrap this stream and just do a discussion because yeah, it's Tuesday night and that's that. So <laughs> welcome <laughs> Card Tuesday Dreamer. Tuesday night. So it just means we have to talk, discuss. It's just the yeah. way it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so anyway. You know this is important when he when he passed off bouncing titties on on peach ball to do this. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. Actually, you know it's funny you brought up that top that discussion because, uh, well, in part I was actually going back through old discussions to see what I can put archive wise on the, the on my podcast, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a highlight. But that one, I kind of I kept scrolling by, and I was thinking about that. I was actually, I've been kind of wanting to re-listen to that because I feel like I've been kind of going some, through some things and thoughts with backlog lately. Yep. So I kind of wanted to revisit that, and I wanted to refresh on what we had talked about for sure. And it's, so it is actually funny you brought that up because I yeah. was thinking about listening. Man, maybe we'll do like a remastered version or something and port it to the <laughs> Switch. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> let me see what Eric and Danny have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that's, oh, man. Oh, that would not surprise me if it got ported. 99 cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, let, let, yeah, let's just, like, dive right in. Where, like, maybe you have, like, just a general like something that you want to get off your chest about this topic or like, where do you stand with just um, the whole backlog mentality or viewing it as like, cause the thing is like when I see people mentioning backlog, there's always like this layer of like, sh- like it's not genuine shame, but it's, it's not something positive. It's kind of like 
it's this layer of something that's there as if like, Oh, I've got this to do. Like, Oh, look at me. Like my, like it just keeps growing. And like, and it, it always sounds like there's nothing exciting going on there. But like, what are your thoughts? So I have a couple of different thoughts. Cause I, and I also know my situation, me in general, and how it's come to be all play a factor into it. So my mood can kind of somewhat change, and I'm hoping after this weekend my one of those things will be gone, eliminated from the equation. But um, it's funny, yeah, because I, I see other people on Twitter too talking about it. Like, oh, my backlog is growing, and oh my gosh, I want to buy this, but my backlog. And I kind of just throw the joke at them like, you know, I used to have that problem. You know what I said? Pile on the gasoline. It don't matter. <laughs> Just like at this point, you're getting, it ain't getting any smaller. You might as well make it a contest of how big you can make it. <laughs> I mean, what have you got to lose? Exactly. Um, no, so I can, like right now in my current situation, because I don't have access to everything, um, like come all my consoles and games, I can I'll sometimes be in a mood to play a game on a console I don't have my access to right now because it's not hooked up, mm-hmm. and that can deter it me from doing anything else because it's like well, but I really want to play this, but uh, I don't feel like sitting here digging through boxes and then trying to make room in my in where I'm at right now in my room and trying to hook it all up just because I know I have to disconnect it again and. I don't want to go through all that crap, but then I'll turn on my Xbox, and it's like, uh, but it's not my PlayStation that I want to be playing this game on right now, or it's not my... It's it's just one of those things. So it's funny that it can be kind of... Like, if you don't have access to everything, and you're kind of on a a self-imposed limited um, accessibility, Mm -hmm. it not having what you want to play can deter at you. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I'm off-putting because you want to have fun playing something, and part of this I also think reflects into my like whole achievement thing because mm-hmm. it's like oh, if I'm going to play Xbox and I need to be hunting for this or I need to do this, and it, it can be off-putting. Fortunately, I've started overcoming that, but yeah. So if I if I don't have access if if I don't have access to what I want to play, it kind of puts a sour damper on the others. Having said that, sometimes it's kind of like I, I try to take that menta- that same situation and flip the mentality. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have access to these as much as I want. You have to play these other games sooner or later. I didn't buy them for no reason. You have the time. You have like I have seven hundred games installed on my Xbox One. That's insane, why, like, man. Why am I? so hardcore like wanting to play Spider-Man on PS4 now like okay I don't have that hooked up now choose from 700 other games dude (laughs) and have fun and I try to push through it and sometimes it works sometimes it's like okay now I'm into this okay this is fun and other times it doesn't and all I'm just turning everything off and watching something Mm -hmm. sometimes I, I think this kind of goes into what you said on your stream. Like you, you can't force it, 
you you really shouldn't try to force it, at least not too much, because you will kill the enjoyment out of everything. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it doesn't hurt. To, I mean, if you can push it a little bit and get past it, fine. But if you find yourself really just hating it and not having fun, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I wouldn't let how much I own game-wise deter me from buying another game as far as building the backlog goes, if you want to address it from that point of view. Because it's like, for one, most, not all, obviously, given my collector's editions, but a lot of my games I get on a really good digital sale. Like, most of my Xbox, the games on my Xbox One are digital. I don't have physicals. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm not going to turn up, let's say, a $60 game goes on sale for 20 bucks. I'm not passing that up. Yeah, of course not. Like, <clears throat> so, I mean, steal. right, like, if I can get three games for the price of the one I was going to buy normally full price, then, okay, so my collection jumped up, but I saved money in the long run. Mm-hmm. Great point. So, it, it's just a matter of how you want to look at it. Um at the other, and then there's the point of view I was saying earlier, like, you know, I, I'll have to use Monster Hunter World as a, a good point, or a good game, cause like, I don't have as much as other people, but I've got like 500 hours in on that game. Yeah. At, and of course that 500 comes at the expense of game time into other games. Totally. If, if the average role playing game is, what, 40 to 60 hours? That's how many role-playing games I could have gotten done. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I had fun. I obviously got my money's worth out of Monster Hunter and then some. And these games are not meant – most of these games. I can't argue maybe the point of a $5 game, but most of the average – the average game is not meant to be a one-and-done, one-hour game. I mean they design these things because they want you to have fun. They want you to keep coming back. They want you to enjoy it. You know, then not everybody's designing it for the like, yeah, that one and done experience. Mm-hmm. You don't totally hear that, and it's amazing just to hear. Like, I've got certain games that I've definitely put hundreds and hundreds of hours into, and it just it really speaks volumes because, like, like I feel like when you're in that mode or when you have that game, and you can say like, "Oh, look, I've." Like, not in, like, a way of, like, oh, look what I did, but just, like, to yourself, like, hey, wow, I I did 500 in this game, or I did 300 hours in this game. Like, that says to me that, like, you were so in alignment with what you genuinely wanted to play that, like, you invested serious time. Um, like, I, I know for myself, like, when I got into Gen Alt, that was, like, three solid months of no other Switch game but Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. And I put hundreds of hours into that. And even though other games were coming out and I was still buying things, nothing else was getting touched. And I like I kind of want to like just bring the point uh, to the forefront. Like I think a lot of people, they have these backlogs because... And they have this negative attachment because like they're putting themselves into a situation where it's like, okay, they've got to jump on that next game that social media is hyping all over, even though it's like, 
well, okay, are you leaving what you are so stoked to be playing just to play what everyone else is excited for? Maybe sometimes they're just as excited to be jumping onto something else, but when you're leaving that kind of, uh, like initial game, I feel like that's what contributes to this whole backlog thing. Because like, if you were saying like, yeah, that's sweet that everyone is excited about this, but I'm playing this right now and I want to finish this until I jump onto something else and boom, that's not a part of your backlog anymore because you see it from start to finish and that's that. So like, yeah. So, you know, it's, it, that that's one aspect I really didn't think about until hearing sometimes it takes hearing somebody else say the words in order for a thought to finally jumpstart your brain. Mm-hmm. My hamster stays asleep at the wheel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, cause that's one thing I actually have thought about. That's one. Um, and again, it goes back to the uh, achievement addiction, but I can, apl- I can apply it here for sure. Man. Um, and that is that, I can there, to swing it to the op- the opposing point of view about the backlog. I can see that being applicable in the same way. It's not always about the peer pressure per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be generally stoked to play it, but then there's been plenty of times like I'll be genuinely stoked. I have been genuinely stoked to play a game. I'll use uh, the Gears of War games as a good example. Actually, Gears of War and Halo. Because um, like when Halo, the Halo series was something that little CD and my brother like we we played a good amount of. We enjoyed that together. And then when I got more into the uh, the more into the for it was the achievement edition partly, but part of it was because I got into other games. Like I I lost out on so many opportunities playing the newer games because I was just focused on no because I got to do this I got to do this got to do this mm-hmm. so I can see that being applicable to the backlog thing it's like I don't want to have the backlog because then I'm, I want to jump on this new game coming out I got to jump on this because I want to be able to play depending on the game now like I know this big hype has probably come up because of the last of us 2 that just came out for PlayStation 4 but I've seen it applicable to other games if it's a game that has a multiplayer feature that people actually enjoy, like that's known to have a good one, it's kind of you're almost forced to do it, and it's not even because of peer pressure. That's you can take Call of Duty actually. Let's take Call of Duty because that's known for the online, not more than the campaign. That game's only got an X amount of time before the next one comes back, and then you're out of your your people move on to the next Call of Duty. So sure. it's like. If you want to stay current and relevant, you've got to jump on it then and there, or you're going to miss out playing it with anybody, all yeah. your friends. You're, you're going to lose out on the social bot, the socialness of not playing with strangers, but your friends, because it's it's a timed window, so to speak, and it's, it has nothing to do with peer pressure. It's the company going, hey, get on it while you can, because the next one's going to be coming. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. Okay, so I think one thing that I kind of want to tackle with this, because, like, in addition to, like, what people are usually, like, I don't want to say, like, complaining about, but, like, whatever it is that they're saying about the backlog, I feel like some people might genuinely want some sort of um, 
remedy or something that they can maybe implement. So I think it would be like, and I'll use myself as an example because like, I don't feel like the whole hype train thing. Like I just don't care about that kind of stuff personally. Uh, like animal crossing, for instance, as cool as it could be, because I like I like stuff like Stardew Valley. I'm sure I could enjoy Animal Crossing, but it's like when it came out, and this is nothing against anyone who played that day one or whatever and is having a blast with it. But like for me personally, like I see a game like that, it's just like, oh, cool. Like that's great. Like it, it came out. I'm I'm playing what I want to play. I'm playing what I want to play through and finish. And yeah, great. I'm not gonna jump on that just because it's like what's getting all the attention right now. Like. And I think if, and again, like I'm, I'm not putting anyone into any sort of box here. There will be some people who did jump on it because of exterior or external factors, like other people. Um, and there may be some people who were like, that's what they were waiting for because like either they grew up with the franchise or they've never played it. And like it was totally what they were most excited for. But, uh, at the end of the day, I think it just, it really boils down to like if you actually want to just enjoy your time with games i think and if you're finding that you're not because it's like oh well this is coming out and but i haven't finished this yet like because i see so much of that everywhere in conjunction with all this backlog mention and all this kind of stuff so i think it really just boils down to like people need to discipline themselves and they just need to say like hey even though everyone's doing this I don't need to right now. I think that's kind of like the angle I'm coming from personally. No, I I can see that. And I actually, I think we're on the borderline of honestly, two discussions here. Like we're, we're yeah, I think there's, it's weird how they're interwoven because like you mentioned with animal crossing or using that as an example. And I'm using call of duty animal crossing. Uh, I'll dare say Destiny. Yeah, and yes, I know you don't know what Destiny is. <laughs> what is this? What is this? But um, I can use Overwatch. That games that have seasons mm-hmm. are, or limited time events that are constantly changing yeah. during a game's life cycle. It's it's completely on the dev, and I feel like this also pressures people. To constantly jump on bandwagons and jump on this because it's again, if you don't do it now, you're it, it's kind of like a limited run game where <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> but but it's kind of I mean it's really just like that where it's if you don't get it when you right off right then and there you're you're out and yeah. it's it's people don't want to miss out on all the different things but then when you've got so many games that have that fun gameplay but pressure you to keep playing because if you don't want to miss this and you don't want to miss this and you don't want to miss this, you can only drag your, draw yourself or spread yourself into so many areas before you're overwhelmed. And then you can only do that with a couple of games tops. Then you have all the other games that don't have those things you're totally letting sit because you're like, eh, well, that one can sit because, you know, that one's not going anywhere and they're done with that game or they're not going to do any more with that game. Or that game just came out, so I'm in no hurry. It's kind of like... Almost kind of like developers know this, and they're they're feeding into the backlog issue as well. Yeah, yeah. So like, 
Okay, so what would you say to, let's say someone comes up to you and they're just like, oh man, I've got this huge backlog and like, not sure what to do. Like, how would you like deal with it? Or what would you say to that person if they wanted like some kind of way out or just something? Or would you just say like, well, so what? I think you actually kind of like said that at the start anyway. Just like add more gas. So like, (laughs) but if someone was like sincerely like, oh, I'm like really loving this game right now, but this is about to come out and everyone's talking about it, but I've never played it. But it, like, like, what would you say if someone was actually coming to you about that? Um, well, I've had actually people say they want to get this game that's coming out and then I made them think about certain things, but that was just a matter of what system to get it on. Okay. It, was, it wasn't a matter of do you need the game? It was just yeah. Like, but do you need the game on that system when there's this shiny Xbox over here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess look at what game you're look at it, what the type of game is you're going to buy is really all you can do. Is this is this a game that you want to get? Not that you won't like how it plays, like Animal Crossing or so forth. But is it a is it a game with a system that? is going to constantly make you play when it may not be what you want to play at the time or may not be convenient for you because you need to get that limited uh, limited timed special event to get the special shirt or special furniture theme or something because, you know, that's the things you do in Animal Crossing. What, I mean, what if this new game comes out and you really want to play it, but there's a timed event over here, like, are you... Where are you going to have the more fun ultimately? Are you, to me, that's one of the reasons why I, I stopped playing Destiny. I, again. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because that's all they are is constant time events where it's like, well, you got to grind. And then on top of that, it was the, it got so boring. Like, because no matter what, the event was you were doing almost the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Even though it's a different event for new items, I'm doing the same old stuff to get it. Yeah. Now they gotten a little better with that from what I've seen or heard, but I, I just don't care anymore because it's, I don't want a game that's going to make me constantly play something that I'm not having fun with just to get that one neat item that I can't get later down the line. Like it's just not worth it. I'd rather have a game I'm going to have fun with start to finish. Mm-hmm. Than a game that I might have fun for ten minutes and then it's a slog and it's no fun for hours on end just to get something that for what it's going to become obsolete in the next event anyway, or it's not going to amount to anything. I it, to me that type of grind is just not worth it. But for there are those who enjoy that and they don't play a lot of games, so they have their select couple and they can afford to do that. They have the time, so it's not like I'm trying to begrudge anybody who does enjoy it and has a balance to their life with those things. But someone with the backlog, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, and that's the next thing that I wanted to bring up too is like I'm I'm all for playing multiple games at once. It's not like I'm promoting the idea of like oh you. You are limited to like playing one game until you're finished. But like, said the, the way- man who like finishes every game in three days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I think yeah, like 
it just comes down to discerning and like so for instance like having one let's say rpg something that you know is going to be like 40 hours or whatever have one of those on the go you're not going to like necessarily have 12 rpgs on the go like nothing's going to get done but like if you have a game like that on the go, a single one, then it's like, yeah, pepper in some, like a puzzle game for at night, like when you can literally boot up for five minutes or less, polish off a level or two, or just have like, like you can have as much variety as you want. I think it's just a matter of how you balance it and how you use it. I think another thing, now that I'm getting back into streaming more again, um, it's interesting because there are certain games that I know I play on my own time, just completely by myself. And sometimes it's like, wow, this is not suited for streaming. Whereas things that I've purchased in the past, which I haven't actually gotten around to play yet, it's like, wow, this would actually be the best thing to stream. Like, just crack it open, start playing it as a community and just have it as like one of those casual like late night whatever's now I get not everyone's going to be streaming but the point is like again it just it boils down to just how you balance the variety you want and discerning uh, different things like uh, for instance like if you know that your schedule is this way or that way it's like well okay see where certain games can fit into that more fluidly um i think that would really help a lot of people just actually chip away at some of their backlogs. And then there's another huge point that I want to like just bring into the awareness. And that's like, if you know that your backlog, if you know you have a, what you consider a backlog, like all these games that aren't being played that you say you want to, why not celebrate that instead of having this negative attachment to it and the language to back that up and this idea that everyone is currently sharing where it's just, like I said, it has that layer of something. Why not just make it something to celebrate instead and make it something positive? Just be like, wow, I've got like all these games, like just waiting for me. Like why, like it, like to me, it's like, why does it have to be this, this chore? I think that's the best way I can word it. Like for some people it's, it's viewed as this mountain of work that has to be done. It's like, well, why did you buy these games? If it's just going to be something you view as like, oh, I've got to do this. It's an obligation. It's like, well, if that's the case, you'll have a much easier time in life not spending the money and not having all that work to do. Like, it just makes sense. It's No, that's really true. That's the single hardest or single most important thing is your attitude towards the backlog in general. If it feels like work to get through it, you, you're never going to get through it because you've already defeated it yourself. Yep. Absolutely agree with that. Which, which is why I like rubbing salt in the wound to say, like, throw, throw the gasoline on it, make it a contest of how big it's going to get, because you ain't getting through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but no, for me, it really is just how many games can I own? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it would slow me down a little if everybody had the $4,000 collector's edition, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that only comes up once a month. <laughs> Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> but so without getting too into it, like I know you know because we talk, there was a time where I wasn't around and I didn't have access to anything, whatever. And 
but I, so like I had, you know, I knew what I had at home. I just wasn't at home at the time. And I made like, and it's funny cause I made this list. I, I mean, I really want to sit down and just change things about myself and my life and whatever. And I made a list. It, it's funny that I, I don't even know how, I don't know how off the top of my head I can remember just about every game I owned at that time in my life. Amazing. And so I took like a tablet of paper and I actually just wrote, you know what? I wasn't sitting there making a list of things I want to get when I can't, when I go out or when I was, uh, when I went go, when I go back home. I wasn't making a list of like, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Not with games. And actually not with most things. Like the only thing I was reading a lot of books at the time. Because I had access to a lot of books, so I was reading five books a day, and or not five books a day. What five, I was I gonna say five books, five what? books a week, five books a week is what. I was five doing. books a day, card dreamer. Jeez, you heard I it, read, folks. I did my record. No, my record's three <laughs> books in a day. That's my record. Oh I never did man, five. But I, I I would go through about five books a week, and. I would keep a list of what I read because I enjoyed them and I wanted to pick them up when I had it. I had the money, but like, but the games, I like. I was just thankful I had all these. I was like, you know what? I made a list, pen and paper, old-fashioned list, and I wrote down the order I was going to play these games, give or take. But I wrote down, I was like, you know what? I want to play this. I was mixing them up by console, by genre type. Just like I'm thank, like I was just so happy. I had all this that I had to look forward to when I got back home. To play, and it's like as soon as I was home and had access, like okay, cool, I can start playing again. What's out? Like it's it's sad, like how quick as soon as you start seeing what's available mm-hmm. again or what's out there, like how bombarded we, you can be, and just with TV and, and the media and and friends and. Like every everything to be thankful for that you had went right off the window as soon as new became an option again. Yeah, and I, oh, continue. No, no, I was just it was just sad that, and I'm a victim of it. Like it's just sad that I allowed myself to be go from thankful for to all those games, and that's not it wasn't a small guy. Yeah, it was a few hundred games as it was on at that time. Mm-hmm. And so nothing to sneeze at, like. I mean, that would have take that's would have taken me forever to get through it as it is, and I've added hundreds of games on top of it. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And that brings me to like maybe another example that I'll use, uh, like with the whole like oh new game just dropped, so like everything else out the window. It's like when uh, Xenoblade Chronicles came out, I ordered the like the working class edition or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> and. uh it's like, yeah, of course, like, I was, like, intrigued, like, watching the trailer, it's like, wow, that looks awesome, and I know that's going to be amazing, but at the same time, it's like, well, I'm not going to jump on just right in this minute, because I've got, like, the Let's Play of Final Fantasy VII on the go, I've got Final Fantasy X from, like, way back when I was streaming, there was a reason I didn't continue because I started that streaming. It's not like I was just, yeah. So, and then of course, Octo, which is a Octopath Traveler, which is a whole other story, but it was like, yeah, you know what? Like I, I want to commit to like finishing these things. And guess what? Xenoblade Chronicles is still going to be sitting there when I'm ready for it. So 
Uh, he'll blow off the, like, 10-inch layer of dust. I remember buying this. Yeah. Autumn, plug it in. See if yeah. it still works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll get a random Skype call. Wait, by the way, what's Destiny? I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, man. Uh, now that I just completely did random old days like we gave <laughs> Yeah. But I think, like, the point I want to drive home is, like, if you're not going to drop the... If you're not either going to drop the whole backlog mentality or shift it into something that you're actually, like, positive or stoked about, then at the very least you can have, like, some... Or at least the way I'll word it is I would encourage people to... um yeah, just exercise some discipline. Be like, hey, I'm I'm playing this, and I'm really excited for that. Whether it's because of hype or it, it, like within yourself, or a mix of both, because it, it doesn't matter. But like, the point is, like, you could you can kind of like just work, experiment with the situation. Be like, okay, I'm gonna finish this first, um, and at least that one is off my plate, and that I, I don't need to be like thinking about it. Blah blah blah. Because I know a lot of people, they will just it'll always be in the back of their minds and I don't think that's helping anyone. And uh, so it, yeah, I think there's a lot of room to kind of just like explore how each individual can kind of work with their own situation, with their own games and with what is constantly coming out since games are just like a hundred new games every day. It's like, it's just crazy. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it basically boils down to two simple like methods, like you're saying. And, uh, like on one hand, I do think some people who are able to do it have a good mentality for discipline. And I on, so if you're a game collector, I think we should start with that. Like if you're a game collector, I think it's going to be harder to do this. Um, it's hard to have discipline and still be a collector, be, like a game collector, I should say, because. Mm-hmm. There's just so many of them. Like, how do you, you, how do you wean yourself off? The only way you're going to wean yourself off is if you're is strictly wanting the games, or if you got to have like a collector's editions of every game that come that gets one. Like, that's where you're just, you financially, you really got to determine what's more important to you. And, um, but I know there's people who do that have the mentality. Okay, I have X amount of games that I need to get through, but there's X amount of games I want. So their their way of controlling that is I don't get a new game until I beat one and trade it in but, or do whatever. Like they'll sell it to GameStop or sell the game, whatever. If one leaves the house, if one's going to come in the house, mm-hmm. which is not – there's nothing wrong with that. It's just – but it's going to prevent you from being a collector. You can't be a collector and do that. So it's a matter of what is it important to you to own the games or do you just is it important to you to play the games? Yeah. Which is a good question. That's a good question alone to ask. Is it important to own it or play it? That's a great question. And I can honestly say for myself, like quite a while ago, um, I pretty much asked. Well, I didn't ask myself that, but essentially what I did is I got to the point where it was like, yeah, I'm buying a lot of stuff from like all these like limited run companies essentially um limited run games super rare and it's like they they have amazing products and stuff but i was sometimes buying games that like 
at first glance just looked like, oh, that looks really cool. I'm like, I would love to check it out. And I would genu- genuinely like, like it was genuine, like, wow, I want to sample this, but it was not necessarily like, wow, I, I'm a huge fan of the game or I want to play this from start to finish. It was just like, oh, it's physically available. I want to check it out. Boom. There I go. So for me, it got to the point where I was like, okay, you know what? With how many games are coming out, I'm just going to narrow it down to like shmups and like specific genres because then it's like, well, okay, I know exactly that there's more likelihood that my money is actually being invested uh, more wisely. I'll say it that way. Cause like, for instance, like I, I've ordered some of the Shantae games and I get that a lot of people love them, but like, I'm not a fan. Like, yeah, they're cool to like, just kind of like dip into, but like I, I played a bunch and it was like, yeah, you know what? I, I don't really care to finish this. Like it's not, it's not gripping me. It's not exciting me whatsoever. So it was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to buy that next Shantae release or any other Shantae game that comes out unless I see something that is so mind blowingly like, wow, that is my kind of game. I have got to be playing this. And so that's kind of like what I just brought more fully to my awareness. And that, that really helped to just streamline like what was being purchased and how much fundage was just being dished out because yeah, like I used to buy so many different physicals. I think that's a good, no, that's a very, very good way to go about it. I think other ways you can control your this financial aspects is like, you know, basically, if you're going to be a collector, do you need the collector's? I would only do a collector's edition, typically, I would only want to do a collector's edition of a game that I want to play start to finish. Mm-hmm. If it's if I'm just collecting to have a full set of games, which there are, where there are tons of collectors out there, but you're not going to you know it's not a game you're really going to play, don't get the collector's edition. Save yourself the money. Yeah. Um, except, except I'll just say this one thing. Except for, like, a perfect perfect example is uh, the Streets of Rage 4 from Signature Edition Games. The standard is not much less compared to the Signature Edition. Like, they're both from, um, like, Signature Edition Games, but, like, the fact that you pay 20 extra dollars and you get, or whatever it is, it was like 20 or something. It's like, it's like, you might as well be spending that little extra for the, the more like special version. Fair. Thanks. Thanks for promoting them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but I mean, you can also take the complete opposite again, reverse thought, like, you're you're so worried about a backlog, like, but why? So, so ask yourself this: if you if it's a game you generally want to play, forget whether it's a collector's game, forget all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it again, it boils down to the question: do you want to play it or do you want like do you want to? If you now for me, it's like I don't own a game I don't want to play, but if, like take the collectors out of it. Just like, do you want it to play? If you want it then just buy it. Who cares if it's backlog? You can't ever play the game if you don't own it. Yeah, true. So if you know it's a game you want to play, don't worry about your backlog. If it's a good opportunity to get the game, get it. If you think you can hold off and and it'll go, you can get it cheaper down the road or they have a sale, fine, wait. 
Or if you, but if you see a really good sale or you have the money and you're like, I, I want to play that game at some point, get the game. Who cares yeah. if you're not going to jump on it the second you get home? You're mm-hmm. not, you're not five years old anymore. Like coming back from Toys R Us with your brand new game and you read the game manual in the car. I miss those days, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like you're, you're not the kid anymore where you know you're going to be hyped to go home and, that, and plug the game in right then and there. Like you know, there's, there are other things going on. You know that. You're in the middle of another game, whatever. Our, our mentality is, as we got older, has changed. So just stop worrying about your backlog. You yeah. can't take it with you when you go anyway. You're never going to get through them all because games are never going to stop being made. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's stupid to worry about the backlog, no matter how you look at it. Just enjoy it. I, you know, I, I know I will never get to all my games. Once they are all on the shelf, every single day I'm going to be in that game room just to be like. <sighs> Mine. <laughs> I'm not even gonna care. That'll be part of the enjoyment, just seeing it there, like knowing I have all these amazing potential experiences to try. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I want to just point out. Like, there's nothing. Like, some people might be like, "Oh, well, like, if I'm not playing it when everyone else is, like, oh no." But it's like, there's as much as like people can have like a fear of missing out. There's just as much opportunity to have a joy of missing out like when i think about xenoblade chronicles for instance like i get that so many people are already done that game already but for me it's like wow the excitement the anticipation is building because i'm choosing not to play it and i think that can work wonders no i totally agree i'm just now playing streets of rage for the first time and that was a super nintendo game holy smokes I mean, I'm playing it all. I'm playing the the three three sixty collection to do it. But the thing is, it came out on Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. So, I mean, it's an old game, and I'm just now experiencing it for the first time. When I did my let's plays of Kirby for Game Boy, that was the first time I ever played them. Yeah, so, those were awesome. I mean, who cares when <laughs> you get to it? It's when you, the only time I can understand that again being even a remotely an issue is if it's a multiplayer aspect if it's a single yeah, player ex- single player experience then who cares yeah enjoy what you're doing now you'll get to it when you get to it and your experience is not going to change other than maybe your reflexes but i mean <laughs> <laughs> but i mean the story is not going to change because you waited a couple of years to play it yeah i mean it, yeah it's, like yeah everyone is going to have their own unique experience when they even if they're not doing it when a game drops day one like it's it's amazing like i i often think of gt and how he's only halfway through breath of the wild and he is in no no rush he is in no rush he probably he might not even pick that up for like another year before he continues but he's just doing it halfway (laughs) oh man but that's that's the great thing it's like there's no, there's never any pressure, and it's like, so what? You didn't play it from start to finish when everyone else was like, like there, there must be a reason that you didn't continue. Or, and that's another thing that I want to bring up too is like sometimes with the whole backlog thing, like uh, Breath of the Wild aside, because like I when I played that, I I loved it from start to finish. But like sometimes you will have a game and it won't be as great as you thought it was, or you start to just not enjoy it. And so do you really want to invest your time choring your way through it 
I'm not even sure if that's a word, but I'm using it. But like grinding your way through it just for the sake of finishing it, just for the sake of saying that it's no longer part of your backlog. It's like, why not just let go of this whole idea and be like, hey, I checked it out. I wasn't into it after a while. So boom, end of story. It has no no sort of attachment to like, oh, it's unfinished. So it gets put in that mental category like none of that it's just gone like you don't need to you don't owe the game anything you don't owe anyone anything so it's like that's just something else i want to bring up so no that's i think that's plenty true like i've there's some games that i just haven't gone back to i've started i put and it's some of them like one or two of them aren't ones that I didn't dislike. I love them, but it's kind of like, you know, I just invested so much time into it right now. I'm okay just take, stepping back and doing other stuff for now. Yep. I was playing Shadows of uh, Shadows of War for for days and days. I, I put, like, a good a bit of hours into that and was, like, so looking forward to playing it every time I got home. And I got to a certain point where I was like... Okay, I'm kind of winding down from this. Nothing wrong with the game. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I love the first one. The second one is every bit as good. I'm just, but it's like, okay, I, let me just take a break. And I haven't been back to it, but there's, it has nothing to do with the game. It just has to be with, I, I wanted to break, just break it up. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay if it takes me a little bit to go back. Yeah. Totally, totally understand that. And, Again, like that kind of experience also doesn't need to ever have anything to do with like a backlog or this idea of like, oh, it's unfinished. But like, because like, yeah, like it really depends what kind of games you're playing to. And that's why I always encourage people to just like really like feel out what and how they play. Because like, for instance, uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Like, there are a lot of quests in that game. So, like, if you if you think that it's the kind of game that you're just going to blast through from start to finish in, like, let's say two weeks, it's like, okay, have fun doing that. But, like, are you doing it because... And here's the other side of the whole, like, like playing one thing at a time or, like, honing your focus. It's like, you obviously don't want to burn out by saying, okay, I'm not going to play those other things. I'm just going to play this because I want to finish this. That, like, that's great and all, but as long as it's being handled in the appropriate way. Because otherwise, like, if it's just like, okay, there are a million quests in this game. I've got to just like blast through all. Then, of course, that's a no-brainer that you're just forcing things and you're just making it something it doesn't need to be. It's true. I think... I mean, I really don't think there's really much more you can say on the subject. It, it, I mean, in short, the the concept of a backlog is just silly. Yeah, I I think I think the way to sum it up is like, have fun, play what you want to play, not what just happens to be played by everyone else on any given day, unless that's really what you want to play, and just yeah, know how to balance or discern going forward otherwise like you're probably gonna just fall into the same trap and i'm putting card dreamer to sleep here (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i had a hard look it's been a long day at work it really has 
Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Plus, but yeah, we're no, recording these discussions a little later than uh, we normally do. Yeah, true. We started like over two hours later or something like that. I'll in and around. But guys, for those who don't see the cam, though, oh, it was so uh, worth it. <laughs> Uncle Card sleeping good tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's a hot night. Uh Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm... Off I'm topic. Trust- <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm trusting this... Like, oh, I feel like this discussion has kind of like been pulled in so many directions and was all over the place but i'm trusting that like at the end of it all of you who are listening will just have this warm fuzzy feeling inside where you'll just be able to look up and just yeah have this renewed sense within yourself that like yeah it's okay to just discard the whole backlog mentality because it's unless it's serving you it doesn't need to be there so yeah True. And, you know, actually, one other thing, one last thing. I know we're kind of signing up, but so, you know, part of growing up when Nintendo started, like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, part of what we prided ourselves on was the more than one playthrough, even. Mm -hmm. So it's like, nowadays, we have so many games. Can you even... How many people get to cherish another playthrough of a game they enjoy? So that all the more reason because they have the backlog and it makes them feel like you can't do that. Yeah. Like, I, like I have so yeah. Many games. Oh man, exactly. That is such a great point, man. Like the idea that yeah, because well, okay, I've beaten it once, so like all these other things that haven't been played are waiting. It's like yeah, that's a that's something I did not even think about. That's a great point, though. Yeah, I mean, I. I miss playing through games that were really good, and part of it is because I have such a back backlog that's like, oh man, okay, I beat that, that's good. And it's a little easier to do that with games that only have one ending, one whatever. Mm-hmm. It is a little easier to do that. But when you have, like, especially role-playing games or uh, certain games that have multiple endings depending on what you do, yeah. like, are you, are you doing yourself any justice or any favor by ignoring those endings just so you can hurry up and get to the next game. Like even little CD who does have so many games that he wants to move move on. He will at least do the research in general of what type of endings they are. He doesn't spoil them by watching them. He'll know, okay, this game has so many endings. One's a good ending. One's a bad ending. One's kind of the middle of the road. One, is about this or that, and he he will at least make the effort to go. This and these are the endings that appeal to me, and I'll he'll go through them. He isn't going to put them all off for the sake of I got to get to the next game. Yeah, exactly. He so if even at the worst case, you want to research your alternate endings to see which ones suit you. Don't deprive yourself of this alternate experience the game is giving you. Like I mean, it's 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 offering you something different to replay it for it's not just a matter of replaying the same old thing multiple times like i'm trying to think (laughs) i was going to say super mario brothers the original one but even that did that changed up after you beat it the first time so but i mean some games don't change i'll say ninja turtles 2 the arcade game i played that so many times growing up nothing changed with it on the subsequent playthroughs, but who cares? It was fun. 
so why why would you deprive yourself when you have the opportunity to change the story? Maybe you don't want to be the good guy this time. Maybe you want to know what happens if you chose the alternate route. I remember Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3. I was torn between two characters that I really enjoyed, but I had to choose a side. The other side wasn't going to survive. So it's like, so these two characters that I love and I wanted to keep both in my party and, and wanted to see their side of the story, what happens to them as a consequence of the greater picture, I have to choose. Am I going to rob myself of seeing what the other side had to go through or am I going to play through it again? So, yeah, that's I, – I, I'm not going to forego a, a, an amazing experience for the sake of getting one more game in. Yeah. Especially if it's like, well, who's to say that next game is even going to be as rewarding as like just doing that extra playthrough and seeing that extra or like that additional option or that alternate route or whatever the case is like. And it's interesting because like I think like as much as we're babbling on about like all this, I think it's really, really simple or at least for me, it has been like when I think about um, the games that I've played like twice back to back it's like there was never a thought of hesitation right as soon as i finished that first playthrough so for instance axiom verge i beat normal mode and i was like this is one of the best things i have ever played i am playing hard mode right now and i played through it same thing with um lumo yeah dead cells like run after run um just yeah like there aren't an insane amount that have been um, like back to back or multiple playthroughs, but I think th- the point is like if you have that kind of feeling or that thought, you know you're onto something incredible. So there's no reason to even be thinking about like oh, but this game, oh, but that game, or but this is coming out. It's just like no, you are you are stoked, so you will sit down and you will play that game again. <laughs> Wow, it was sounded like he's like ordering you to do it. Like you will do this, or you will not. You will regret it. No, well, that was the joke, but yeah. <laughs> so good, but yeah, that, I didn't even think about that till we were about to close out. We would have missed a great point. I I totally agree, man. That being said, I yeah want to thank you for your time and uh, yeah, like for a last minute. Um, discussion i kind of like how that came about just like me playing peach ball and you there for the fan service (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing what inspires people that's all i'm saying yeah if you know peach ball you'll understand if you don't know peach ball then not my problem gotta check it out (laughs) yeah Yeah. you really do that is (sighs) such a good game yeah it's all i it's like nine hours a day I mean, why do you think I'm naked right now? (laughs) Oh, I thought it was for me. (laughs) And now you just completely made me feel not important. How? Because apparently you weren't naked for it. I got to give something to the listeners. Uh, yeah, you gotta give more to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is perfect podcast material. <laughs> it really is. Oh, uh, but yeah, really appreciate having you on once again. I'm 
sure we'll have something lined up for next Tuesday. <laughs> I, I, I still never were going to get over the fact that the first one we did for your podcast, you were like, I don't want to make this a habit. I'm not looking to do this every week. I'm just thinking like maybe once every couple of weeks or maybe once a month. And no, now it's like every week car dreamer. <laughs> yeah. He's I love the, it. Yeah. He's the, uh, yeah, the, the, the second host or the guest host that just is always here now. It's great. Really is. I, I'm loving it, dude. I, I can't complain. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm not complaining at all. But yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening. Please feel free to leave any questions or comments, um, at the email below, cause that's great. Um, this will probably be on Stonebeak, to be honest, cause it's not shmup related. <laughs> so yeah, that would be at stonebeakproductions at gmail dot com and Cardreamer if people want to get in touch with you for their own Skype sessions or whatever <laughs> else. <laughs> you can get in touch with me through Twitter's the best way. Just you can reach me at Cardreamer on Twitter. That's the best way. Just direct message me. Yeah, for all of your needs. For all of your needs. I'm cheap. <laughs> Definitely. Well, with that being said, um, yeah, everybody have a stellar day. Thanks again, and we will see you next time. <laughs>